Hey everybody, this is your host, LaVie. Welcome to Thrift Therapy, the podcast all about thrift life. Recycling, collecting, DIYing, all the ups and downs, ins and outs of thrifting. So glad you joined me for this thrift adventure. Really made it this week because I had some, I still have some kind of cold slash sinuses slash missing one lung right now because I've been coughing like a smoker at 7 a.m. Spoken from experience. I used to smoke, so glad I don't do that anymore. But I feel like I'm having flashbacks to that time right now. So if my voice sounds a little bit different, that's why. Please forgive. Anywho, I just am dying to talk some thrift. I hope you guys are. I have Hannah Rep with me, and she's going to talk thrifting with us. Very excited. She is a ray of sunshine in the thrifting world. Very positive, very sweet, and I like her message of body positivity and reusing outfits, using sustainable ideas to create good vibes. In other news, I have opened up Levels of Thrift Facts. I think you might be surprised. You should head over to my Patreon. And if you want to support the show, there's probably a level for you. I decided to open up a lot of different levels and experiment a bit and see what works for you guys, what you like. If you were able to catch my IGTV video last week, which I said I would be doing on alternating weekends from releasing the podcast, then you know that you can also buy things just one-off in a thrift bag from the video by using the comments. I sold a couple extra thrift bags, and I signed up two new Patreons on the video. So I have to do them in 10-minute segments, and it usually takes about 20 or 30 minutes to get through a couple weeks of hauls. But it's really fun. It's really worth it. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, go on over to Thrift Therapy Pod and then sign up and click the icon. That's where the IGTV is. It has like a little icon for that. And if you don't use Instagram, I usually post them in Facebook also in the Facebook group, which is Thrift Therapy. So search for that, like the page, but don't forget to request to join the group because that's where I post the videos so that it's, you know, private comments and uh, we get to know each other and we play some fun games and post pictures of ourselves wearing cool thrifted shit. Also, I'm going to be posting a thread from this week's episode with Hannah because as we discussed later in the interview, she comes up with a mantra word and I want us to participate and play along. So be sure and join the Facebook group before or after you or while you're listening to tonight's episode because that's a fun way to interact with other thrifters, get to know each other and become more of a community. So I do want to take a minute to read a five-star review that I got over the break, and I still haven't had anybody screenshot and send me a five-star review, which is something I will do still if you do that. If you go to iTunes, subscribe, and leave five stars and write a review, take a screenshot of it, email it to me at thrifttherapypod at gmail.com, I will send you some stickers. Just be sure and send me your address so we can get that to you. 
Okay, so here goes. Fun, different, and thought-provoking by Slot Biatch. Cool name. I love thrifting. Levy brings such a fun look to the avid thrifter. She brings on guests with knowledge and experience, but she also talks about the psyche of the avid thrifter. Let's face it, a good thrift can be addicting as a drug. Her anniversary episode is hilarious and informative. Thanks, Levy. Aw, thanks. Well, it was a fun episode to record, and for those of you who haven't listened to it, go check it out. It's the birthday episode, and I did a panel interview, which is the first time I've done that. What fun. I'm definitely going to do that for the finale of this season again. Yeah, I agree. Thrifting can be like a high for sure, so I'm glad you pointed that out. Thanks for writing a review. I appreciate you, Slot Biatch. And anybody else who does it, always appreciate it. I am going to do a record review today, but in order to save my voice, I am not going to do a thrift haul, and I will be posting a thrift haul video next weekend, even though it's my birthday. Maybe especially because it's my birthday, I will probably go thrifting. All right, so let's do the record review. I'm going to do it a little bit different today. Because my guest loves the 80s and I happen to have this really hilarious, fun album that is every major movie that defines the early 80s theme songs as instrumentals. So I'm going to post a picture of the album cover and I've started doing pretty in-depth, I mean for me, show notes on my website. You can go check that out. And the name of the album is Eric Robertson Presents. And then it just has a bunch of movie names. It says Staying Life, Flashdance, Tootsies, The French Lieutenant's Woman, Rocky Three, An Officer and a Gentleman, The Love Boat, Cats, and other all-new Piano Hits 1984. And it has this hilarious picture of this really cool-looking guy with some floppy hair some serial killer glasses, and a Beardy McBearderson in a tuxedo with a giant freaking bow tie. It's pretty rad. It's it's really loud, like uh, neon kind of Broadway lights looking on the front. I really liked it. That's what attracted me to it. Plus, I mean, I've seen every one of these movies, and they are so quintessential. So what I'm going to do is I put a mashup together, and in the first person who can correctly identify which movie the tracks are from in order gets a free $20 thrift bag for this month. I will be doing thrift bags at the end of this month, so hopefully somebody will figure it out before then. All right, are you ready? Here we go. Get a pen and some paper or your message pad on your phone.
I'm wondering if it's too easy, but I have the record here, so I don't know. Listen, I think somebody can get these. If it's too hard, that would be a bummer. So just give me some feedback, and maybe I'll play some longer clips, maybe on a video on Instagram or something. So just give me some feedback. Let's get this going. I think it'll be a fun contest. I love thrifting for vinyl. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, I want to know if you like to thrift for vinyl and maybe what some of your favorite vinyl record finds are. I find that a little bit easier to do in the Facebook group just because we can get threads going and share pictures. It's a bummer about Instagram, I guess, is you can't put pictures in the notes or in the comments, I mean. And so on Facebook, you can, and that can get a really fun thread of records going. So somebody go start that. I want to see some records. And I need to have more record collectors on the show. So Hit me up. Send me a message. I'm always open to communicating with listeners. You can Instagram message me. You can Facebook message me. You can send me an email at the Gmail address or through my website, thrifttherapypod.com. And sometimes it takes me a while to get back to you if it's an email just because I'm super busy at my day job. But on instant messaging, it's pretty fast. I usually do it in the same day. So emails take a few days usually, but I always love talking with you guys. So anybody who takes the time to send me a message, you're, you're such a treat. Thank you so much. I love talking about thrifting. I want to just mention a couple quick things that I had happen when I thrifted this week. I found the most badass unicorn leather bomber jacket and it's fur lined, real fur. I don't know for sure, but I think it might be raccoon. Like, I'm not sure, but it's beautiful and it's a vest. So the body of the jacket is fur lined and the sleeves are leather with like a fabric lining. But listen, they button off, you guys, the sleeves button off and it's a convertible vest that can be leather vest or a fur vest. I mean, dang, it's three-way convertible. It's a jacket, a leather bomber jacket. It's a fur vest, or it's a leather vest. What? Now, I did pay up for it. It was $40. I don't very often do do I spend that much on a thrifted item, but this was really worth it. And I've been looking for a badass leather jacket for years that will fit me and that's vintage and that goes over my boobs. Apparently, people didn't have boobs uh, before like 2010. I don't know what was going on. But anyway, I digress. This jacket is so good, and I posted a picture of it on my Instagram page. You guys, it's a gorgeous chocolate brown, and you know when you just find, like, something you've been looking for for a long time, how good it feels? It's so good. It's like the slot biatch said, it's a high. I've been riding that high now. It's summer here. It's hot as fuck, but... I bought that jacket anyway, and it's the shape, you know, because it's a bomber style. I know it'll fit me even if I lose weight, maybe not if I gain much weight, but I don't plan on doing that. I've been trying to take better care of my body because I'm getting older, and so this jacket, maybe it'll even motivate me to keep at it. So the only other thing I'm going to mention about thrifting this past week is that 
I scored a couple of really cool uh, pieces for myself that I won't be going over in the thrift haul video that I just want to tell you about real quickly. This like rad, like purple and gold printed power 80 suit that I think is handmade and it's got giant poofy shoulders, huge poofy sleeves, and it's really kind of fitted and it's got a long pencil skirt. Um, the fabric is amazing. The shape is bizarre and I just kind of fell in love with it and I got it for half off and so it ended up being like $4 and I posted a picture of that on Instagram on Thrift Therapy Pod and everybody said, yes, get it. So, but here's the thing. I had already bought it by the time I was waiting for you guys' answers because I just thought I kind of have to. So I'm glad we all agreed. Otherwise, I might have been like, huh, I don't know. Maybe it's too much. But... The other thing is, is I got this gorgeous, and I haven't posted a picture of it yet, but I'll get around to it this week, a beautiful black sequin and silverish white sequined long sleeve evening top. And for anybody who's been following me for very long at all, you know I've never met a sequin that I didn't love and want to take home with me. So that was a really great find. And this particular thrift store, the Salvation Army, they tend to mark up their sequins. So I got a steal on this one. I ended up getting it for only 5 bucks. So amazing. I hope you guys had some really awesome thrift hauls this week. I would love to see pictures. So tag me on Instagram or post them in the Facebook group so I can love on your thrift finds. Well, I guess I'm going to give my voice the rest here and put in a word from our sponsor here. Then we'll get on with the video. Okay. I'm what? No, we'll get on with the interview. Man, I'm losing it. As always, I'm very excited to introduce our guest. Today, I have a treat for you. I have Hannah Ruff from The Outfit Repeater on Instagram, on YouTube, and from the blog, The Outfit Repeater. She has amazing, fun style, and she's a great resource for outfit inspiration, tutorials, thrift hauls, and she's really focused on thrifted, vintage, and affordable fashion, and she likes to wear the outfits over and teach you how to repurpose and reuse items you've thrifted, and her blog is a very body-positive space. She has her own journey to body positivity that she'll tell us about later in the interview, and so stick around and get ready for a dose of positivity from Hannah Rupp. The Outfit Repeater. Hi, Hannah. Welcome to Thrift Therapy. Hi, Levi. I'm so happy to be here. I'm going to gush a little. I love your Instagram. I don't know what you're doing with all the pink, where you find all this pink, if it's a batch. I don't know what's going on, but it's so bright and cheerful, and it always lifts my day a little bit when you post something. Well, thank you. Thank you. How did you get into thrifting? Like, what's your origin story? So I have been thrifting since I was in my mother's womb. <laughs> what? The beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Just come from a thrifty family. So it's just second nature to me. Do you know how she got into thrifting? Oh, I, I don't know. Probably just, uh, you know, financial situation. Yeah. I mean, like you want stuff, you need stuff. And so you try to find the cheapest way to get it. So that's kind of like a family legacy. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, my uh, mom does not thrift, but she sews. So I sort of resonate with that. It's like she would do this thing, Hannah, where we would go uh, to like Neiman Markets or all these fancy shops. Mm-hmm. And she would take like a little sketch. She would have loved a cell phone with pictures that I just realized that that would have been amazing mm-hmm. for her. She would make a little sketch and then go home and make us these fancy dresses. So kind of oh, wow. similar. Did she ever thrift the fabric? Not that I know of. I don't know if she really knew about thrift stores, which would be weird because she's a preacher's wife. Mm-hmm. So it seems like she would because a lot of thrift shops are charities run by churches, right? So it's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. I probably should ask her that. That's, yeah. that's good. Yeah. What about your teenage years as a thrifter? Did you go through any sort of thrift rebellion? I did not. I was lucky, I guess. Um, I, you know, I just started out thrifting as a baby and I continued to love it when I was a teenager. I would say the only thing that changed when I was a teen is I started getting more interested in the clothes as opposed to toys or something. Oh, okay. So your interest changed. Mm-hmm. What are some of your outfits you remember from when you were young? Did they make you stand out or were you trying to blend in or what was your focus on fashion at that time? Well, as a teenager, it was definitely more about blending in. Um, like a lot of people, I went through the jeans and T-shirt phase where it, it wasn't fitted jeans and T-shirts. It was always oversized stuff. Um, and I, I always wore flip-flops or sandals. I couldn't do anything else. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't seem to still be true. I don't remember seeing a ton of flip-flops. At sandals, I do remember seeing on your Instagram posts. Mm-hmm. Are you still obsessed with flip-flops? No, not really. No. I, you know, I've uh, I've gotten into other shoes now. <laughs> oh, you branched out. You know what's weird mm-hmm. about flip-flops? You know that sound they make when you go downstairs? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. the loudest freaking sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'm here, people. Boom, boom, <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> yep. That's one of my favorite parts about flip-flops. <laughs> That's your favorite thing? Oh. <laughs> it's just such a satisfying, weird sound. Mm-hmm. I can't think I know of anything I, else that makes that sound. I was going to say high heels. I mean, I mean, not that sound, but high heels definitely have their own distinct rhythm when you walk. Yeah, that's true. But they all have different ones, right? Like some are louder than others. Mm-hmm. You know what I hate in the high heels is when one clicks and the other one doesn't. Mm, yeah. Sounds like a one-legged pirate's walking your way or something. <laughs> Not that that wouldn't be cool, and I maybe could work that, but it just throws me off. Like, clearly, I have a high sensory processing. Maybe mm-hmm. I have a little sensory processing issue sometimes. Like, oh, I get overwhelmed with sound. But, yeah, <laughs> flip-flop sound, love it. Mm-hmm. So ha- the reason that I wanted you to come on through therapy is because you have an awesome blog. Mm-hmm. You're on YouTube. And you're an Instagram, what I think some people are calling a thrift fluencer, as the outfit repeater. Will you tell people how you migrated from a family of thrift to becoming the outfit repeater? Okay. Um, So I started reading blogs when I was in high school. And there were like one or two like bargain bargain bloggers. Um, I think maybe one was a thrifter. And I thought, I want to kind of join that world. And so I had started a blog back then about my thrifting outfits and then eventually evolved into the outfit repeater where I started taking 
taking it more seriously as a, you know, online, you know, kind of be as a hobby, but I decided to kind of pursue it more as a job. And that was fun. You make that sound like just a really easy transition, but (laughs) I mean, it's, One thing that this podcast has taught me is that being in uh, any kind of social media type brand, like what you're talking about, a blog or a social media platform, it's really hard work. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm learning how hard it is. Uh, Yeah, it's a lot of trial and error, though. (laughs) What are some of the trials and errors that you've learned from? Oh, that's a really good question. (laughs) I think in the beginning, I started writing very personally. And after a while, I didn't like talking about my personal life. And so I decided to focus just on clothes. And, you know, I've been doing that for like the last four or five years. And I'm I'm really comfortable doing it that way. What do you think you didn't like about that? What did you notice about yourself? Oh, I just thought I had a boring life. (laughs) (laughs) interesting no I get what you're saying I think some people are really more transparent with what they're doing online maybe some people are moderate and maybe some people are a little more polished and non-transparent like a little more opaque in their personal life Mm. Uh, and I think there's room for everybody on that spectrum that you have to find what's comfortable for you because being authentic Mm -hmm. isn't the same as being transparent and so it sounds like what's authentic for you is focusing on the thrifted fashion side of things and putting together outfits to inspire people. Yes, that would that's a very great way of describing it. You know, th- there is a kind of personality aspect to disclosure. Some people have a high need for disclosure. I'm one of those people. I want to figure out what's going on with me, and then I want to communicate it to the people in my life. Mm-hmm. Now, some people have a moderate need for disclosure, and some people have a low need for disclosure. And and anywhere on that spectrum, it's just really about your personality, what makes you feel comfortable. And whatever makes you feel comfortable is you being a more authentic version of yourself. So authenticity is validating yeah, your own experience. I like that. So as the outfit repeater, will you tell me the repeating part? For both my budget and just my life, I want to be able to repeat the clothes that I have in my closet. Um, I think it's also a really great like creative exercise and I'm all about being creative. I love that too. I think everyone should repeat their outfits. That's a great idea. Has this created any opportunities for you? Um, I was able to connect with a nearby Goodwill, Goodwill of South Central Wisconsin, which is the Madison area Goodwills. And we recently started a partnership. So we've been doing um, events and uh, social media stuff. And eventually I'm going to be doing uh, styling segments for them on local news shows. That's so exciting. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait for that. Congratulations. It's always so fun to get new opportunities like that to express your creativity. Well done. Be sure and tag me when you start to post so I can uh, put that up in my Instagram stories and let all the listeners know as well. So when I look at the outfit repeater, especially the blog, and for sure Instagram, I do see a very polished presence that in my mind is quite bright and cheerful. Yes, definitely. I'm a true reflection of who I am. I'm just a very happy, go lucky kind of person. I know I had kind of gone through some dark years here in my 20s. And so 
usually people would kind of like regress into themselves mm. and become dark, but I decided to push past it and just um, try my hardest to have a positive outlook on life. And I think that that really pushed the rainbow theme that you see in my feed. I like that rainbow theme. Okay. I can, I can see that it now when people go through dark times, right? Like that is kind of a life changing event usually. And it sounds like for you, you wanted to change your life in a direction that made you feel strong, positive. And I'm wondering if you had any influences for that. Like what inspired your positivity? I was definitely inspired by Instagram which might be kind of weird because most people, they kind of see Instagram as a place where you kind of compare your life and can kind of become negative when you don't feel like you're living up to that. But for me, it just inspired me to um, be creative and be positive. You know, it depends on who you're following. Of course, I tried to follow good people that would inspire that in me. Do you have any particular people that you follow that you think really uplift you, give you a good Um, message? There's this blogger. Her name is Studio DIY, and that was a pretty big inspiration to me. Oh, thanks for sharing that. I'll look that up. I love DIY, so Mm -hmm. I'll put a link to them in the show notes, too, so other people can check that out. Do you have, like, a favorite saying that you, maybe, like, a mantra that you use for se- yourself? Um, I do have like a, a word, like, day? a life word, and that's the word shine. Yeah, I have, Ooh, um, I have a big sign I in my like bedroom it. that says the word shine. I have a necklace that says it. So, I, you know, I just have those little reminders around, around me. I think that's a great idea to have, like, kind of maybe a totem word, a word that captures all of the things that you've learned about yourself and what you want to maybe project or promote in yourself. That's cool. Maybe one of the things that listeners can do as they listen to this episode is challenge themselves to come up with a word that inspires them. Um, If I thought about it for Mm -hmm. a minute, I think I could do that too. Maybe I will reflect on that and I'll tack it on to the beginning of the episode when this airs. I will come up with my um, mantra word. Maybe we can call it that. And I will talk about it in, when this episode yeah, is. is. I think yeah. that's a really great idea, I'd like to hear Hannah. Your word. Well, I said that? I'd really like to hear your word. Oh, good. Well, I look forward okay. to sharing it with you. You mentioned a dark time in your life. And I was going through your blog and I noticed that you had had a health issue that really affected your body. And I know that myself, my body has changed through the years and that a lot of listeners struggle with body issues. And I would love you to give us some insight into how going through something with your body shaped your style and uh, how you dress your body. Would you be willing to? We'll start with. I had a stomach issue that, I mean, to this day is still nobody really knows what it is, but you know, it's under control and I'm fine. Um, But yeah, my weight changed significantly, very quickly. And it took me a while to really get used to it. And I was kind of mad about it. Uh, it, it was over 100 pounds. And that's a really big change. Um, I was really upset to have to give up my closet. <laughs> I was like, I don't care about yeah. my health. I have to get rid of all my clothes now. <laughs> mm. Hey, you know what, I relate to that. <laughs> and so even though some people may think, oh, that's amazing, because mm. we can be thin obsessed, you know, I think culturally, 
you're like, no, it's kind of not. I want oh, yeah, clothes. Yeah. And, and I work in a clothing <laughs> store now and there's a lot of women who will come in and like, oh, I'm gaining weight. And in my head, I'm always a little jealous. It's like, oh, you're gaining weight. You know, I, I just I, I really like that time in my life when I was plus size. It was it was just fun. <laughs> You know, actually, I get it. I One of the things that I've said before is when I began to put on weight in maybe late graduate school was, uh, I mean, late undergraduate and then through graduate school during that probably, and I worked in between. So during that six years, I began to pack on, you know, maybe like 10 pounds a year, probably. And um, it was the first time in my life I'd ever been plus size. And I think it's interesting because I actually like myself mm-hmm. and my body more than I ever have. There's something very self-critical about maintaining my thinness all those years. I, I didn't realize how negative I talked to myself to mm-hmm. do that, to stay thin and fit until I didn't do it anymore. So <laughs> I actually you know, resonate with the idea that being plus sized has been one of the happiest times in my life too. I definitely don't feel as bad about myself. The only thing is, is that I will say it was a real shift in thrifting. Mm -hmm. I love been thrifting since I was a teenager, uh, not as long as you, but definitely a long time. And I had the opposite struggle. I had Mm -hmm. to give up my clothes due to weight gain, which is tough. But thrifting as a plus size person isn't quite as easy. I, I never had think? a problem with it, but I do. I hear from a lot of people that, you know, it's probably just dependent on your area of where you're thrifting. It can be tougher. That might be true because here in San Antonio, I find tons of stuff. And even when I do the thrift bags, I, I can go up to a 3X mm-hmm. without much difficulty. Now, I don't like this saying, but for a while, San Antonio, Texas was ranked as one of the Okay, this is in air quotes because this is not the way I would say it, but one is the fattest cities in America. And so the way I interpret that is that we have a lot of body diversity here. And what do you think makes it easy for you to find a lot of body diversity Um, items I'm not quite sure. I know when I was plus size, I did, I was really into vintage. And so I got clothes from a lot of older women and, you know, a lot of older women, they, you know, they're not really thin. So it was easier to find bigger clothes, I guess, from them. That's a good idea. That makes sense because, you know, we probably just don't, you know, Mm -hmm. give many flips at that point in our life about staying thin, right? We're like, no, we're done with you. Leave us alone. Oh, that's the other thing, Hannah. Men do not bother me half as much uh, since I've gained weight as, I mean, I used to get car stocked everywhere I would go. Have you noticed anything about thrift store creepers? Uh, yeah, we have creepy guys there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I get them a lot. Now, did that change for you when your body changed? Did you notice anything? No, always, always had creepers, you know, since I was a teenager. Maybe you're just in this wonderful pocket where you can be creeped on no matter what you are doing, how old you are, what you look like, what you're wearing. How lovely. I hate the I hate the thrift store creeps the most because I'm really just trying to have a good time when I'm at a thrift store. So when you started redressing yourself with this newer version or let me say just different version of your oh, yeah, body, definitely. did your style um, change at I, all? I stopped wearing as much vintage as I had been wearing, or like not not older vintage. I kind of stuck to just like the 80s stuff. Um and then because my size was smaller. 
there were more opportunities to wear more contemporary clothes. So you mix mm -hmm. a little yeah. bit more of vintage with modern now. Modern clothes, they're really size stingy. But honestly, when I think about all the vintage shops I go to, and I don't know if this is just a problem with curation or what, but, you know, they definitely don't oh. have a lot of plus size in the vintage shops that I've been to. So maybe that's oh, a problem. Of I would definitely agree with you. you. About I that? hardly ever see plus size vintage in like antique stores or curated shops. Why do you um, think that I is? Probably say the same reason as you, just the buyer. Maybe they don't feel that they're going to get plus size customers, so they just don't buy it. Yeah, maybe. You know, one of the things that I love about Instagram is I feel like it's a very sort of positive place. Like zero times have I had a conflict. No, on I feel Instagram. the same way. Uh, the what only about social you? platform that I find any conflict would probably be YouTube. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, is that like People in the comments will tell you whatever they something? think about you in your video. Oh, <laughs> did you ask them? No, it's just unsolicited comments. That's so rude. I just, I just no, I can't no. imagine myself doing that either. But on Instagram. I mean, people make comments all the time, but I haven't had anybody make a negative comment. I have had some creepers, but nothing negative. I yes, feel like in yes, general, it's a positive place. So one of the reasons that I was thinking about that is because I find a lot of body positive inspiration there. And I think that that's no matter what size you are, whether you're really thin, whether you are uh, have a sort of medium build, whether you're really tall, you're really short. Maybe you're you're a plus size. I feel like people are really welcoming in general of all different body types. Have you been a part of that movement? Have you been inspired by it? What? How well, do you I do try to. Uh, that is something that I believe in, and so I try to just uh, represent whatever I have right now. Which I guess I kind of consider myself a weight loss body, just because a lot of times when you think of somebody who's lost weight. It's like this perfectly toned, thin person. And so I try to show, you know, you can still be a little squishy. <laughs> um, and of course, I follow people of all different sizes. Um, a lot of them I have been following for like 10 years since when I was still plus size. And, you know, we've just remained friends through all that time. I think that's sort of those are like the pioneers mm -hmm. of the body positive movement. I like it. I'm a big fan. So I'm really super glad I found Instagram. Uh, I was kind of late to the Instagram game for sure. But it's been well established since I've joined. So there are so many options for getting that positive feedback available. And I'm just so grateful to people like you who were there earlier. And I, it sounds like you were there in the early stages of this big public uh, social movement yeah, online yeah, to stop criticizing everybody. I remember growing up, and I don't know if this is something that uh, you have an experience with, but I do remember, you know, growing up being sort of ostracized by my peers for a variety of reasons. Uh, one was that my parents were extremely religious and that affected the way that I looked. It was that intense. Um, but the other thing is that I'm bisexual and I'm a little bit weird, I guess, was the word that was given to me a lot when I was younger. And there wasn't social media. And so the only way I could find other people like me was basically mm -hmm. geographically and by accident. 
And uh, I don't know if that you remember that. I don't know what our age difference is, but was um, social yeah, media part of your teenage years? years? So I think that's something that's really generationally different for each of us is that, you know, man, it was it was tough times as a young person trying to figure out how to appreciate your body, your sexual orientation, your um, political state, anything that could make you different mm-hmm. from someone else was just a real struggle. Yeah, I'm grateful that social media exists and you've built a brand using social media. Do you have any tips for people who may be wanting to use social media to build a brand? No matter where you're at in your life, just start. Like I talked about in the beginning of the interview, it's a lot of trial and error. So just try everything because you never know what's going to stick. You know, we can hold ourselves back because we can be in fear. So jump right in. Yeah, so just do it. Before we do the thrift questions, do you have any special thrift obsessions or collections that you try to find every time you go thrifting um, or you hope for? I'm always hoping for shoes because I wear a size 11 and it's just harder to come across at thrift stores. Shoes. Okay, well, you know what? I'm going to keep an eye out for size 11 shoes. And if I'm out <gasps> thrifting, you. That'd be so I'm nice. going to send you pick. Are you ready to do the thrift question? <sighs> I think so. How often? I usually go about once a week, which I think a lot of people are surprised by. (laughs) It is surprising because when you're on Instagram, it looks like you go like every day or two. That's true. But yeah, it's just once a week. (laughs) Is that because you don't have time? Would you rather go more often? I think it's more just my patience with thrift stores or uh, there's only one in my small town. So I know exactly what's there. Like sometimes I I don't even have to go to that one once a week because I know it's going to be there. Oh, that makes sense. Do you think if there were more thrift stores, you would go more often? Yeah, I probably would. I'd probably make a day of it. That is fun. Well, maybe if you come here, I'll take you for a whole day of thrifting. Yes, please. (laughs) (laughs) List or spontaneous? I definitely use a list. Um, I have a running list on my phone, and then I just also kind of keep track of things in my head. Good idea. You need a backup in case your head isn't working properly or your phone isn't working properly. That is true. I use Pinterest a lot for my list. I saw you're big on Pinterest. Is that what your Pinterest is for? Yes. Yes, actually do. I have a thrifting wish list on Pinterest. And so it kind of started there and then it migrated onto my phone. Just kind of started a list on there. But I, I like having it on Pinterest because then it's a visual list of the things that I'm looking for. Exactly. You don't have to read words. What about thrift gods? Do you have like an explanation for when you get really lucky or you just feel sort of called? Oh my gosh, there's been so many coincidences. Um, Sometimes I'll be thinking about something in my head like, oh, that'd be cool to thrift. And then I go to the thrift store and I find it. And the only person who could be in your head is a thrift god, right? I mean, it makes sense to me. I, as much as that whole thing can make sense, I do not know what's going on there. But yes, do your thrift gods have names or shades no, or like no, images usually, in your head? Uh, just a nothing vapor, I guess you'd say. A vapor. Ooh, I like that. I haven't heard that one before. Now I'm going to start looking for vapor. <laughs> the thrift vapor. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. So do you like to go alone or with friends? Oh, I definitely go with my mom a lot. Pretty much every time I go thrifting, it's with my mom. (laughs) That is the sweetest. My mom and I don't live in the same city, but like I said earlier, I don't know how much she thrifts anyway. 
How fun for you guys. Yep, it's it's a it's a fun way to bond. So does she go with you? I mean, do you got how do you guys plan that? Does she work still or is it just on the weekend or how do you strategize? Okay, so we actually live together. So just anytime we feel like going out, you know, whenever we're both free, we just go. Oh, and then you don't have to fight over the same things because they're all in the same place. That's true. And also we have very different tastes. <laughs> when when? So best or worst thrift story? I thrifted a Michael Jackson thriller jacket, like the original thriller jacket from the 80s. And I got it at a small thrift store and it was an older woman who was um, ringing me up and she didn't know how to classify the jacket. She's like, I don't know, is it an outdoor jacket? Is it a cardigan? And I said, it's a jacket. And she says, oh, and I said, it's a Michael Jackson jacket. She said, who's that? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh my God. Like that. There's one person in the world who doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And I met her. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for coming on through therapy. I had so much fun talking with you. Thank you so much, Livy. This was a lot of fun. Good. And if the outfit repeater would like to come back, as always, just shoot me an email. Oh yes, you bet. Where can people find you? Now I'm going to put links in the show notes, your blog, uh, let's see, Instagram, YouTube, anything I'm forgetting? Nope, that would be everything. I would say my main page is my blog, The Outfit Repeater. So the upcoming thing, I'm going to, or I have a partnership going with Goodwill of South Central Wisconsin, which is like the Madison area Goodwills. And so we're always planning events and different social media things. And soon I'm going to be doing some styling work on TV, on local news segments for them. And I will definitely be documenting all of that on my blog, theoutfitrepeater.com. And then... I'm Hannah Rupp on everything else. So definitely follow that or see what's going on. I'll be sure and keep update of all your upcoming events. Very excited for you. Okay, sounds good. All right, take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Thrift Therapy. I will see you here again in two weeks, and we will talk more thrifting. In the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Tell a friend, and as always, stay thrifty.